The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of From Corner to Corner, Coach's Edition, or I'm sorry, Coach's Corner. That's what it is, right? That's what we're calling it, right? It's Coach's Corner. Uh, tonight, we don't necessarily have a coach with us, but we have somebody that's very well known in the community and in the 10th region. In the 10th region. We welcome Ivan Rawls to the show. Good evening, guys. Thanks, Ivan. We appreciate Woo-hoo. you taking time out of your evening to come on and, and join us. You know, you know, Sean, you missed a point, though. Did I? Yeah. Hall of Famer. Hall of Hall Famer. He's in the 10th Region Hall of Fame. That's, for, that's something that the other four of us sitting at the table can't say. Yes. Sean, I'm just like you. For what? I didn't do anything. I, 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 let, I talked about the athletes, uh, the student athletes. And, <laughs> but hey, they, they, they were the talent. talent. Yeah, they, they were the talent, you know, and, and I'm thankful for them. Yeah. Uh, to be able to cover them over these years, but yeah, I appreciate the, the they nominated me and and they inducted me. It was gosh, it's been a while ago now. I was gonna say, what year did that take place? I think it's two thousand and eight, maybe. Wow. Yeah, so it's, been, it's still been a little while. You so. got a nice little jacket for yeah. that, like the NFL. Man, hey, I did. I, I did the uh, Ocho Cinco. I had to. I had to get my own. Right, <laughs> right, right. Put some tape on the back. Of it. <laughs> you know, that's basically what it what it amounted to. You should walk in the gym in a Ric Flair robe every time it just says <laughs> Hall of Famer on the back. Well, hey, don't, don't, let's not go wrestling because you're gonna make me go way back. Because I know you guys started the corner to corner thing with, yeah. with, with the uh, wrestling, and you know, I'd be more like uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff or something with the. You, big, big, you do have a yeah, Mr. Yeah. Wonderful physique. Yeah, I would, yeah. when you walked in, I noticed that. I was like, like is this Bobby Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> What's junkyard dog, baby. You know, Neil is an old school guy. I love old school wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get to work. Every week during football, because uh, you, you do football as well, football, football, uh, yeah. football and basketball with a local legend yeah. himself and Dan Manley. How how is that? It's it's been great. You know, Dan's been doing it well fifty years uh, plus. I think he started when he was like fourteen years old, wow. uh, calling games locally, and you know he's called games all over the state. And you know his recall, and I, I give him a hard time. He can recall a game that was played in 1965 better than he can a game that was played five years ago. Sometimes it, it, it's crazy, it's uncanny uh, how you do that. Mind works. Yeah, well, you know, in, in the uh, boys' state tournament, of course, uh, with Warren Central playing and uh, Coach Unsell, which is the nephew of Wes Unsell, you know, he remembers when Wes Unsell played in the state tournament uh, for Seneca uh, back in the day, and talk about those stories and Butch Beard and all those guys, and uh, it's it's. It's fascinating to sit and listen to him talk about uh, those those folks that I've only heard about in legend, and of course seeing Wes Unsell when he was with uh, Washington, and seeing some of those. And I mean, for back then, the guy was cut up. He was like an Adonis, a big physical guy at about six 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 seven, but you know, played like he was seven foot. Uh, and so it's, it's interesting, and to be able to learn from him, you know, because I, I tell everybody this is. 
for me, broadcasting is kind of a labor of love, and you know, I'm no expert or no uh, big time, you know, uh, announcer or anything. But I love sports, and I can talk about just about any kind of sports. If y'all want to talk about curling, we can get down here and talk about <laughs> you know the stones and all that good stuff. But uh, being around him and seeing his approach and and how he's able to just kind of chronicle things and. Um, when when calling basketball games, there's been times I've had to do play by play. He's got his own little scoring system, and me just learning that and how he was able to do it and not miss any action out on the floor. It, it, it's great. I mean, if you really like doing that type of stuff, to just sit back and watch him do it, it's like a work of art. Well, you know, I I you you all just got finished with the girls' state tournament, yes, and I got to listen to a few of a few of the calls, and you would think it might have been, you know. Warren Central versus Bullet East. They, they yeah. weren't in the girls' state tournament. But yeah. the way he talked about the players, you would think he called their games all year long. Yeah, yeah. It, it is truly a work of art. It, it really is. And, and we've been very fortunate, and I'll say, you know, working for um, the Gateway Radio Works uh, here in, in Montgomery County with uh, uh, owner Hayes McMakin and Tom McMakin, and even before they owned the, the, the station, uh, when the Lady Indians really got really good there, in the uh, mid-90s, the fact that we were covering most of their games, you know, nobody else was doing that. You know, they cover a few girls' games, and they were doing a lot of the boys' games, whether the boys' programs locally and in the area were were garbage or not. You know, they were still only covering a couple girls' games, you know. And we've seen how Title IX has has, has shifted a little bit for for the girls' side. Um, I was following girls' basketball in high school. You know, of course, you guys may know Jenny Randall. She was my classmate, you know, uh, all-state player, played at South Carolina. You know, I always tell her, you got South Carolina started where they are now, you know, and then, <laughs> and then Don Staley came in and kind of helped that out. But, uh, you know, uh, Coach Mike Kendrick, he used to bring some of us guys in to practice against the girls, you know, because he knew we were bigger, faster, and stronger in a, in a lot of respects. And it made them have to, you know, be be sure with the ball and, and give the ball fakes to get the pass through and, and be able to, to help defend a lot better. So when they were going against girls, it made them that much better. And and so I go all the way back to that and how we've moved forward and we got to see the Beth Vice and the Harmony Kings and the Whitney Lees and, and the Danica Coxes. And then they handed that off to, to the Maggie Pruitts and the McKenzie Lees and, and so on and so forth. And then, then the, the Macy Spences. And, and, I, and it's just been a fascinating ride for me. And, and that's why I tell people I, I've been so endeared to girls basketball here because it was like family to me back then, you know, and I loved, you know, coach Bart rising with the, with the boys and, and uh, helped with them for a period of time, but I actually uh, coached uh, with uh, Glenn Conyers, the girls, back in in 2000, and uh, and that was a fun season to just see it from his perspective. And that was the one year I kind of stepped away from the radio to help him because he needed needed somebody to assist him, and uh, it was just it was a great time uh, for us back then. And and I, I just I, I feel indebted to that program. So. Yeah. Uh, if you noticed, I didn't do the boys' state tournament, right. and, I, and I never do hardly unless Montgomery County is going to be in it. One, I can't take away that much time from my real job. Uh, but two, I always want to make sure that I, I'm giving back to the girls' program because that was what endeared me first. And, right. And Mike Kendrick brought me in just like I was one of their own. I mean, I could have been their Joanna man. I could have had on <laughs> my, my jersey and my wig and got out there and played, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've, I've been very passionate about it. 
And when, you know, I was coaching and we were going through the summer leagues and stuff, and that's when I really got to see all these other fascinating uh, female student athletes around the state and uh, have galvanized a lot of friendships uh, on the girls' side of things. But uh, we do. We, we take it really to heart, you know. And like I said, I'm not any kind of a professional. I don't claim to be not, not ESPN worthy or – Fox, Fox Sports worthy or anything like that. I, I think you and Skip can have a good. <laughs> <laughs> I would try. I would try my uh, tried my darndest to keep up with him, but uh, I just I just love you know uh, that that community. You know the, the coaching community. Being an old 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 athlete myself, uh, you know you, you understand those bonds that are created. Uh, you know, yeah, we all want to win. Don't get me wrong. You know, nobody likes losing. But uh, yeah, that that's kind of where starting and learning from Dan has been a big big part of well, that. And, having and, fun. and that's, I mean, and you guys have that natural you yeah. know, rapport, and and I I think that's, you know, that's kind of what our mindset is with this. I mean, Neil and I started this podcast. They were the first two listeners that we had <laughs> for a long time. The only two listeners. We had. <laughs> and, but he's, sadly, he's not. Lying. I was going to say that's love not the, a lie at all. Love the loyalty. Love the loyalty. <laughs> But they, they were our number one supporters the entire time. And and we got – there were times that we got down and we're like, man, I don't – do we really want to keep doing this? Because yeah. it was – you know, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. And, and they were very supportive of us. And then just we, we kind of made that decision that, you know, wrestling wasn't going to be the path. <laughs> so we made the switch over to sports. Immediately quadrupled our listens because, you know, like Neil kind of had the point, like, look – Five percent of our friends are wrestling fans, but ninety percent are sports fans. Yes, and we're all big sports buffs. We play fantasy sports. We're all—I mean, I've sports is my life. I mean, I, that's <laughs> what I what we talk about. Yeah, but you know, the camaraderie, the working together, mm-hmm. and 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 all that. We constantly are texting and talking to each other to uh, improve on that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like sports brings us to that point. Yeah, right. We get yeah. to that point, and and. You know, Adam came up with the idea back in the fall of us doing this athlete of the week thing. Yeah, and I'm a genius. So, <laughs> constantly you know, thinking. It just it, it kind of just we kind of got to the mindset of there's 25,000 people that live in Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. We got to win Montgomery County first. Yeah, quit worrying about anybody outside of the state of Kentucky. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If we have friends, he's got all kinds of friends from back home in West Virginia. They are loyal listeners to the show. Yeah. Okay. They're going to listen. Yeah. I've got friends that are in Alabama. They're going to listen. You know. But we have to win Montgomery County. Yeah. And in order to win Montgomery County, it 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 starts with our high school athletes. Yeah. Because that's what this whole county is about. Yeah. You know, we we care about our sports. I mean whether it be football or basketball or whatever. And, I mean, hiring Coach Mays was a gigantic move for us on the yeah. boys' side. Yeah. And so that's why we were like, man, we got to get him on the show. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and because uh, we wanted to get him on and talk to him, and it was a phenomenal interview. And then it, that just sparked this whole thought about, man, what if we could talk to all of the coaches, yeah. you know? Well, you, you know, you're talking about how to start. You know, you never just want to swallow an elephant whole. But back in the day, you could have just done the Camargo Men's League, and that would have been a, a, enough food. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> Speaking of which, I was on a team that won the league one That's, year. And so I was like, did wow. your jersey get retired there? No, no, that thing, that thing's in the garbage somewhere. <laughs> so, so you, so we've talked a lot about Montgomery County athletics, and uh, one of the things that brought you on was you were so impassioned about uh, about about the athletic programs. I currently work in Clark County. Yes. Um, you know, Boo. and I, I get that often. <laughs> Listen, I got big shoulders. I can take it. Um, but one of the knocks that we get all the time is that, is that we, we, I say we as in Clark County, cause that's, that's who signs my check. Yeah. Um, that we do things the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, if you, if you look, and, and it's not just Montgomery County that they, says that. They don't that. call it Sinchester for nothing. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> so. I would like your perspective on that. As yeah. as a guy who who is involved in calling games and talking and and you know lots of people. Yeah. What is your thought on that? Is is what what Clark County's doing is it any different than what Catholic schools have been doing for decades? Yeah. And is that a path that Montgomery County needs to go down or do they just need to stay the course and try to find something that's sustainable? And here's my personal take, and this has been a former player here at Montgomery County and being a former coach here at Montgomery County and, and just trying to, you know, understand and embody what I personally think what high school sports is all about. It's about your community. Okay. Now we do understand that there is that aspect of, of the private schools mm-hmm. and we went through that back when Montgomery County Lady Indians were really good, and, and it was, you know, you had to go through Lexington Catholic, and, and uh, you know, of course, the Louisville schools now, you know, the Sacred Hearts, the Mercy Academies that have the top talent. You know, I, I, you know I'm great friends with Mark Evans, who used to be the former coach at Mercy Academy, and back then, you know, he said there was a riff even amongst the uh, the uh, private schools about going outside their base. You know, he was like, you know, we kind of had an understood agreement. This is where you stay at. You know, you don't go outside of that. And there were some schools even go. So there was even friction amongst the private schools right. that had a little bit more flexibility. Uh, Chris Souter, uh, who's now at uh, South Laurel, was at Mer- uh, Mercer County. Um, and uh, he, he talked about when Catholic came and got Anaris Sickles. And he says, you know, they just came down and just – Basically, gave her an academic scholarship. He goes, okay. And this was the year that when me and Chris really became good friends. We were in a summer league. And uh, he goes, see that young lady over there? That's Anaris's younger younger sister. She's a better student. I didn't come and get her. You know, and so it was like you were going for a specific reason. And, you know, when you look at the bylaws of the KHSAA, you know, they talk about moves and, and things like that should be for a bona fide reason and, and things like And it's kind of gotten away from that. And, and I always tell people because, you know, it's like, oh, well, kids should be able to play where they want to. Yeah, they should be able to want to. And as a parent, you know, I, not me being a parent, I'm not a parent, but as a parent, I would want what's best for my son or daughter as far as academically first mm-hmm. okay now when you're going to private school you know you're probably going to have the resources you're going to get get uh, a little bit better attention and things of that nature but the athletic portion is going to be secondary because how often you know is that is that student athlete going to excel enough to where they even get a chance to go to the next level or ultimately the professional level it's very minute okay and we know that wherever you go and play, doesn't matter. <laughs> you could blow a knee out or have some major injury, and then what are you going to have to fall back on? 
at any point in time in your life. So I always say put that first, you know, because if you're going to move and you're going to do these types of things, understand the holistic piece of this. I said, because should it really matter who you play high school sports for? We know these kids that are talented enough, and some that maybe even aren't, are still playing at AU. That's where they're going to get seen now. Yeah, right. That's where the coaches are. You know, these college coaches don't have time to travel all over, you know, the, the, the state, the country for that matter, to go and see these kids right. at their high school. Okay. Right. So I call bull garbage when, <laughs> when, so, when, when, when it comes to that. So, but like to that point. Yeah. If you're a college coach, are you going to go watch – let's take Montgomery County, for mm-hmm. instance. Are you going to watch a Hayden Barrier and an Allie Dillon play against Bourbon County? It's not knocking yeah. Bourbon. They're just mm-hmm. down right now. I get it. Are you going to go watch them play Bourbon, or are you going to go to AAU circuit in Cincinnati and watch them play against the best get, of the best? Against the best of the best. And, and you know, because here, here's, here's the other take I, I take on this, too. You guys remember Whitney Creech from a few years ago at Jenkins, right, scoring about yep. 50 points a contest. She could have went to Letcher Central and nobody would have said anything because they're like, oh, you're a little old Jenkins. You don't have a chance. And, you know, and I'm sure she wanted to play in a Sweet 16 and, and do all those type of things. But she stayed at Jenkins, went on to Western Kentucky, had a serviceable career at, at Western Kentucky. And because she stayed at Jenkins, one of her teammates got an opportunity to go and play college basketball. If she doesn't stay at Jenkins – that team member probably never gets a chance to get that opportunity to play. Because they never the, they, they, they would have never come to Jenkins to watch, you know, that group of girls play. And, and so I think there's something to be said to that. And, 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 and the, you know, to challenge the kid, okay, let's say you stay wherever, you know, you are. Uplift your, 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 your buddies that you grew up with. You know, yeah. excel. You know, excel and and see what that's like. So, I, you know, I think Jason Henson, that's at Augusta now, who was at Bracken County, and before he's at Bracken County, uh, he was at, at Augusta. So he's kind of made the the trip back and forth across county up there. And such a little small school in Augusta. Have, have you ever been to the Augusta gym? Any of you? It's yeah. a beautiful little place. It's, they, I, I think they say it's the oldest active gym. It, it's an old school gym. Oh man. man, it's awesome. Absolutely love it with the you know the, the balcony seating. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. It's my favorite place to go and watch a game and, and be a part of a game. But it's like you know those kids are in passion there, and, and you know and, and uh, Brent Bach that played there that went and played Bellarmine before they uh, made the. Uh, the move up to Division One, people saw him. Right, yeah. But he stayed at Augusta and almost won a won a, a regional title single handedly. Single handedly, he, he well, went on like a Kimball Walker run. That yeah, region yeah, tournament. yeah. He willed that team to the championship. Well, you know, I I oftentimes say that Division One talent is Division One talent. Yeah. Whether it's at Mail, <laughs> at whether it's at GRC, yeah. whether it's at Jenkins, whether it's at Augusta. Yeah. D1 talent is D1 talent. D1 talent. And, 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 and if you're good, yeah. coaches are going to find you. Yes. Right. Uh, I mean, you look at the Perry kid at Lyon County, yeah. who yeah. is a junior, uh, took his team. There's not a whole lot on that team if you take if you take him off. Yes. Uh, they definitely don't make the state tournament. I mean, having a 5,000-point score doesn't hurt. Hey, I, I grew up at a time when the Sims brothers were over at Paris, right? They would have never thought of coming to Montgomery County or going uh, across town to Bourbon County or going to GRC because they were like, no, we can beat y'all. Yeah. Right. And that was the challenge for them. Well, and, you know, I remember when I was in high school, I mean, 
there was a level of hatred. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hated Mercer County. <laughs> yes. I went to Anderson County. Yeah, that's what I thought, We yeah. hated Mercer County. We hated Danville. <laughs> and we hated Frankfurt. Yeah. I mean, to the point that, like, we would – I mean, I remember – uh, going to uh, Mercer County, and we painted their field, their football field. I mean, we hated them. Yeah. And, I mean, that was just a thing. But Sean committing crimes. Right. I finally admitted to him. I didn't say I did. We, we'd, you literally just said we, we painted the field. <laughs> just like him saying that he was part of GRC. Don't bring me into your crime. Well, but GRC signs his check. Right. He has to sign that. But I remember – I remember this. I mean, this whole transfer thing has been yes. going on forever. It's been going on forever. Yeah. I, I went to school with uh, 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 Will Will Carlton and, yeah. and uh, Wayne. I can't remember. Wayne oh Wayne. yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about now. I can see his face. Yeah. But we were, you know, I mean, we went to state tournament that yeah. year, and there was a kid I cannot remember his name for the life of me that lived in Montgomery County or Anderson County, transferred to Lexington Catholic. Mm-hmm. And he was on the team that beat us out of, out of the state <laughs> tournament. And it's like, if he was on our team, we win the state tournament. Yeah, that year. yeah. There's no yeah, doubt. Yeah. And and it's like, I mean, it, it, it's but that's happened for. Yeah. Well, well I, mean, I, I think I, I think I said or I saw somewhere the other day that Ashland <laughs> has been recruiting since like 1920. <laughs> hey, Adam's not the only person that's come across the West Virginia border <laughs> into Kentucky. Hey, so go to go to Pike County. You yeah. just see it every right. day. <laughs> And that's the thing because, and I don't even blame the kids for it. I <laughs> yeah, honestly yeah, don't yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, coming from West Virginia, the rules are so different, different. for West Virginia athletes for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like, in West Virginia, you know how we have dead period here yeah. in Kentucky. Well, that's the only three weeks in West Virginia that coaches can work with athletes. <laughs> so, if yeah, I'm yeah. right there on the border, why would I not just cross the border and I play year-round yeah. instead of just stay there and well, work yeah. for three weeks? Well, you say dead period in West Virginia, though. That's in the Tug Valley region, right? Because the Hatfields and McCoys, <laughs> if you're moving, you might be dead if you, <laughs> you, you cross the wrong wrong uh, property line, right? So, that's <laughs> Belfry, for instance. Yeah, yeah. That's where they get most of their football yeah, players from. Yeah. Is hey, the mate one Dale Barton I, Williamson area? I met I met many of them my senior year, my last game. We went up to Belfry and had to play uh, my my final playoff game in, in my career was at Belfry. We, we got busted up pretty good uh, that year back in the '90 season. So yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, and you know, I think you touched on something a minute ago that I think you got teams like we'll use we'll use Clark County for example yeah, because yeah. I mean Robbie and uh, and uh, Coach Cook have taken their teams. Four straight years apiece, I think, to the state tournament, maybe maybe more. Why do you respect well, Josh yeah. Cook more than Robbie? You said Robbie and Coach Cook. I did. Why don't you call him <laughs> well, Ro- because, Coach Graham? Well, because I I actually know Robbie like better, 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 better than friend. I know Coach so Cook. Personal, yeah. personal friend. Right. So, um, when they both went on their runs, of course, they have middle school kids that are on the – and I and I, I work at the junior high there in Clark County, yeah. and I uh, – uh, Montez Gay yeah. uh, is a eighth grader that got to got got to dress towards the end of the season for Clark, and when they got back from the state tournament, mm-hmm. I, I stopped him in the hallway and I said, "I said, Manny, that was a heck of a run." And he he talked about how he said, "I walked out on the court the first time and I couldn't believe it." Yeah, he said, "The lights were so bright I couldn't see." He like yeah. so I mean just he, hearing it through a kid's eyes, and I said. Here's one thing I don't want you to do. One, I want you to get us back there. But two, I don't want you to ever take that for granted. Because, you know, yes, Clark has gone four or five straight years. 
that's a hard thing to do to go to the to yeah. the to the state tournament. And there are players that play their entire career and never make it. Yeah. You got to go as an eighth grader. Yeah. But I say all that to say I'm from Marion County. Mm-hmm. So I remember in 1993, mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes named Anthony Epps, Elton Scott, and Derek English yeah. took us on a ride yeah. that I will never forget. Yeah. I mean, I was a little feller. I was I was about eight, nine. But they took us on a ride that I'll never forget. Yeah. And they were all homegrown kids. Yeah. And, and that's and that's like with the Lady Indians basketball. You know, they had a four-year run and a five-year run and a three-year run, you know, to match those 12 regional titles. And, you know, yeah, I kind of got greedy. I, you know, I was kind of like, man, they're making this old hat. We, we're going every year. And then, you know, just one year you'd be out and you're like, oh, man, you know. And then two years you'd be out and you're like, oh. And now you're to the point now, you're like, will we ever make it back, you yeah. know. And it, and it is so fleeting, you know, because yep. like I said, Montgomery County's boys, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, they had some really solid teams that never made it, yep. you know, and you thought maybe, you know, they had enough talent. And, and that goes back to my rant that I was telling you about. Is like we had one coach for 20 years yep. in Bart Rising. And to my knowledge, he was never pressured by uh, parents, you know, being upset because, oh, my kid didn't get to play this many minutes or my team didn't – or my kid didn't make the team or, oh, well, I can't believe he only won 15 games this year and trying to, you know, usher him out on the next <laughs> on the next uh, bus out of town. It was kind of like he had earned that and he had worked the program so that it would be competitive year in and year out. And that was when Mason County was really good. Yeah. Bourbon County had some really good teams. Harrison County had some, and and then you looked around, and all those coaches had been there yeah. for a period of time. You don't see that much anymore. Well, we, we don't give them the opportunity don't, anymore. We and, don't. You know, we we're talking. You know, you've talked about. You know, you're seeing these kids come up. You've watched them for years and years and mm-hmm. years. And you know, like w- one of the things that we've talked about is you have the you have the comparison of. Some schools bring in some out of towners, mm-hmm. and then you've got the the homegrown talent. And to me, you know, being able to grow up with your teammates mm-hmm. and and work through that mm-hmm. is something that's special, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like if our if our girls manage to climb the mountain and, and surpass GRC next year, they're going to appreciate that a lot because yeah. they've been beat time after time mm-hmm. after time by GRC, and they're like. It's like that that buildup that you finally get over that mountain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show is exactly this topic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the regional state or in the regional finals, mm-hmm. Montgomery County played GRC, and there's been this back and forth for the last several years mm-hmm. about the argument that Montgomery County's homegrown. We don't go yeah. looking for for help other places. And GRC may not be that way. Yeah. And so you had a little bit of a rant on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And that's why Wes wanted to bring you on yeah. the show. So <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you know? The rant revolved around, you know, again, that, uh, that, that whole subject, I guess, and, and my intent was not necessarily to throw shade at a program. Because, you know, being a coach, I understand. Players are going to show up on your doorstep from time to time. There's nothing you can do about that, especially if it's legit. Right. You and know? that's my whole argument. Yeah, yeah. If, like, Robbie Graham, Coach Graham is not twisting these girls' arms. Yeah, yeah. Because winning is your best recruiting tool that you can have. It, it is. If it, you're winning, you're going to rup every year, you're yeah. not having to beg people to come to it. Right. And, and, and it is so true. It, my, my, my thing was more or less 
with, with the parents and understanding that, you know, I tell people this all the time. I could go down to Alabama right now, and Nick Saban's not going to get me to the pros. I don't care how good of a coach he is. Right. He's right. not going to get me to the pros. So what what is your expectation as a parent when you say, okay, well, I'm going to take my kid to said program, and then I'm in a better situation. They want to come and play for me. You know, this is not like college where, you know, maybe they're trying to prep your skill set to get you to the pro level, whether it's the NBA, over the, across the seas or whatever. But, you know, at the high school level, you know, as, as Neil was saying, you know, either, you, either you're that type of talent or you're not, right. you know. And uh, I, I go back to uh, Trayvon Faulkner that was at, at Mercer County back a few years ago to play uh, for Coach Cook back then. And, you know, I'm always constantly looking at, uh, well, what makes a D1 athlete? And I remember back a few years ago, Northern Kentucky was playing Texas Tech in the uh, NCAAs. I can't remember what round it was, maybe in round 32. I think they had both gotten out of the first round or whatever. But they were playing, and I looked out there at the body types. Texas Tech's Power 5 <laughs> conference. You know, the Horizon League wasn't. And as big as I thought Trayvon Faulkner was here at the high school level, he looked like a young man compared to those big men out there on the floor. Right. And I said, I don't think a lot of times people – take that into consideration even at the high school level. You know, where does a kid really project to? You know, right. are we are we saying, oh, I'm going to move my kid from said program to this program because, yeah, you know, they want to go to Ohio State or they want to go to North Carolina and all these other big schools when really your kid may just be U-Pike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe a really good high school ball player, yeah. But in the big grand scheme of things, you know, because I, I you, you know, you hear uh, even uh, coaches at the NAIA level, who are they going to guard? Right. Who are they going to guard? Yeah. Go up to Moorhead, even at, at the Moorhead level. You know, I, I, I you know, I really do uh, think when you look at Jerome Morton, as good as he really is, I think he made the great a great decision. You know, I don't know that Jerome Morton will be an NBA professional. But Jerome Morton can go make a good living across seas. And I think playing at the Ohio Valley level, he could be all conference. Yeah. You know, I think he was kind of the unsung hero yeah. on that because t- he adapted every mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Whatever Coach Cook needed him to do. Yeah. You, hey, Jerome, go guard our best, their best yeah. player. Well, and, and, and actually, they said on the uh, NFHS network or whatever, the, yeah. the people that were calling the game, at uh, one point, I think it was Chris Lofton, and uh, I forget the guy mm-hmm. that was with him, but uh, they said that it was actually Jerome volunteered. Like, he went and told yeah. Coach Cook, like, yeah. I want to guard Reed Shepard. Yeah. I want to guard Travis Perry. Like, yeah. put me on that guy. Me, me and Jerome have the same barber, so he's a really nice. He's a kid. he's a great kid. You know, as much as I'm a rivalry guy, because I, I was born in the, into the rivalry. He's a great know, kid. He's a great kid, and I was like, well, I hate to be rooting against you a little bit during the regular season because I'm probably going to root for you more. Right, right, right. right. You know, so, so you have that. I, 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 I am that when it comes to the rivalry. I'm always going to be for my Indians. I'm always going <laughs> to win. And and even uh, me and Coach Robbie Graham, you know, we're good friends, and we always say, okay, rivalry night, it's different. Any other time. 
glad we're good because I've known him ever since, you know, growing up and, and when he was, you know, the outstanding player he was at, at Fleming County. But, you know, that's what I always – I always want to make sure, you know, and Sean getting back to the, to the you know, the, the rant and me getting on the soapbox. And that, cause it just, it just kind of hit me in the moment. Dan had asked me a question, and, and, and that, that was my time to just kind of vent because we were in the process of looking for a boys' high school coach, and, and I was kind of like, hey, we need to make sure we get this right, you know. We're not hiring a coach for two or three years. Yeah. Let's look for a coach that, you know, maybe is going to be here 10 years yeah. or has that, that kind of idea that's going to invest in our feeder system and try to get those kids as good as they possibly can be. And maybe because we are a rural community, okay? I tell people this all the time. We're a very big school in a very small town, yeah. okay? And, and even though it's a one-school community and you think you got all these – we don't have kids, you know, walking through the door like they do at Mail or Manual or Bryan Station and places like it just because of the, the population base compared to the, right. the, the urban areas. So let's just make sure they're maximizing the abilities right. that we have. Yep. I can get behind it. And, you and know. talking to Coach Mays, he kind of touched on that. He mm-hmm. talked about how many kids were in the high school and how many kids are in the middle school and – and being able, he's like, with as many people as we have, there's no reason we don't have a freshman team. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So I think a lot of times it just comes to a game plan <laughs> and a vision. Yeah. And I think he has both of those. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I mean, if you listen to the show, you heard me joking around asking him if he's going to beat Warren Central in the finals next year. <laughs> but, but I honestly believe that I think we made the right hire <laughs> just – I, I don't know the guy from the yeah. other than the hour we talked to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, I felt on board, you yeah. know. And it's like yeah. I'm ready to come watch basketball games, and I'm ready to fight for you. And and I think if Montgomery County will support him mm-hmm. and let him do his thing, yeah, then we're going to be satisfied. Yeah. In my real job. I'm in human resources, you know, so, you know, talking about hiring and, and how you do go through the selection process. And, and, and I tell everybody, hiring is no exact science, right. you know, nope. we can take you through all the different hoops. There are people that, that interview <laughs> really well yeah, yeah. and they are awful people. Yes, yes, yes. They know the game. <laughs> they know they know the game. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like, yeah, I can tell you all the catchphrases yeah. and things of that nature. But at the same time, like I said, we can take you through all the vetting processes and think, oh, we've got our person. And then they just flame out yeah. in the role. You can go grab somebody off the street that maybe you saw playing at the local park or something and be like, hey, I need you to come over and coach my team. Turn out to be you know, a legend and a Hall of Famer right. from that regard. So I just wanted to make sure that, one, understanding that when you hire a coach, you're hiring their family. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. You're saying you're going to invest in them, they're going to invest in you, but then a year later you're like, oh, well, see the door. Now, unless they've yeah. done something really egregiously wrong yeah. or, or terrible or something or, you know, they didn't meet the expectation that you set for them because I hate that too. You don't set an expectation and the next thing you know it, you're ready to run the person down the rail. Yeah. I tell my supervisors and managers that all the time. Day one, you set expectation. Yeah. You can't wait two years down the road and yeah. say, well, this is terrible hire this guy it, hasn't been doing his yes. job for two years well did you ever tell him what his job was well no well <laughs> you know what fault is that you know then? what i do sean i go to the personnel file well look at these last few evaluations 
I would be ready to make them CEO of the company based upon this. Right. <laughs> you, you can't come to me on one instance and tell me they're a terrible employee. With, right. Hmm, you signed off on all of this. It says, oh, they're a great, right. they're a great employee. Yeah. When did they go bad? You know. Right. Right. Well, you know, they've been doing this, but you never chronicled it. Right. You never documented There's it no one paper time. Trail. Yeah. So it didn't happen as far as I'm concerned. Now you got to deal with it. You know, first day you set expectation and you continue to hold them to that expectation. And then you, as their supervisor manager, then right. you, you be the example in front of them too. Don't cut corners. Don't do these type of things. And, and so that's what I get at, at the heart of things, you know, yep. because those were, uh, the values that were instilled in me by, by my mother and by, by coaches and, and, and other people that I looked up to growing up. That's the path I'm trying to follow, you know, right, right. that you've laid for me. 100%. So, so that's where I always say sports are great. Extracurricular activity is great. Be involved in something, you know. Um, you know, I was, I'm on the Nancy Green project that, you know, they had the uh, festival this past weekend. Which you didn't bring us any pancakes. Man, I, I didn't even get any pancakes listen, that day myself. <laughs> listen, you know my wife is prone to burn Easy Mac in the microwave. Man, uh, and you didn't bring me pancakes. Actually, I didn't bring us up today. You know, I, I may have did a couple of days ago on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad she's gotten better because when, when she told me she did that with that mac and I was like, oh, Lord. I said, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, how do you mess up microwave mac and cheese? I, you know, but, hey, but, uh, but yeah, when, when I get back to, you know, just, just talking about how, you know, we, we, we go about that whole process and getting the right coach and getting the right person and understand that they have families and, and, and let's make sure that we're treating them right. You know, cause yeah. that's not fair because, Hey, if you get rid of them after year one and they've got kids and they've got to move them because they got to you know find another job, understand that. And that goes to, you know, Big Daddy and Big Mama up in the you know up in the stands that you know think oh they they have all the right answers and and things of that and I'll never forget I'll never forget this when Coach John High was a coach for the Lady Indians his first go around we were summer league I was sitting on the bench with him he asked me to help him during, during summer league and uh, we had a parent in the audience for Lady Indian obviously embarrassing their child, you know, because they were just being very boisterous and blah, blah, and, and Coach High calls a timeout. He turns around and he said, you're more than welcome to fill out an application. I need an assistant to help me during this <laughs> Daddy sat down, never said another word, rest, because he realized he was being embarrassing. You know, yeah. This is this was a summer league game, okay? Yeah. We're trying to get out here and find out what we got. And, this, and I think it took a wait. Off of his daughter's shoulders, right? Yeah, and, and, and she was an outstanding player too, what, by the way. That's where we're at. Now. But, yeah. but everybody thinks that their daughter is Candace Parker, their yeah. son is Michael Jordan, or Mike or Mike Trout. Yeah, you know. Look, hey, I like the Angels. The, the hey, Mike Trout or Shohei, you got me getting well, the percentage. <laughs> you throwing a Miami <laughs> reference here in a minute? Hey, man, I might run over and so, give you a so big you're hug an and kiss. Fan? I'm an Angels fan. I'm a Charles Barkley fan. I used to be a Sixers fan, but then when they didn't do him right and he had to move to Phoenix, I went wherever Charles went. So Charles, Charles, Charles is the greatest is player of all time. So <laughs> you showed up at the regional tournament with a Twins throwback on. Yeah, now that that's an homage to Rod Carew and Kirby Puckett and Tory Hunter. Okay. You know, so I you had that. the jacket over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying? You had the jacket over, so I didn't know who, which player it was. It's or, the big one. Yeah, there, there, you know, there's no numbers, just the twins and the powder blues from the 80s, you know. And and, and I am, you know, hey, I've got a Reds, uh, Johnny Bench also, you know, and that just made Dan Manley feel good. But Dan Manley, he doesn't like the powder blue twins. He goes, oh, that red and blue is terrible. Well, he didn't realize that the Montgomery County Indians are wearing, <laughs> wearing I, that same. I, I saw you on Twitter mention <laughs> yeah. about Dan not liking the powder blue. Oh, he can't, he can't stand it. And, and, and at first when he said it, I said, oh, you just don't like it because the Cardinals award the powder blue. You know how the Reds fans and Cardinal fans don't get along. And I said, just because the Reds didn't do it doesn't mean it wasn't a great thing. I said, I loved all the powder blue. I love the old Brewers uh, uniforms, uh, you know, uh, Toronto. I love all those ones that wore the powder blue. But I am an Angels fan. And if, if, if i got time here real quick, i tell you how I came an Angels fan. Absolutely. When we were younger – Kids in my neighborhood, you know, we, we played this little game. You remember you had the little Coleco handheld games and stuff? We would play those, and we would take rosters of real teams and play an actual nine-inning game and keep stats and do all those types of things. Well, back then, everybody was either a Reds fan, uh, an A's fan uh, back then, Yankees, uh, and we had a few Mets fans. I don't know where they came from. But <laughs> those, were, those were kind of the fans. And I really didn't have a team at that time because I was like one of the younger uh, kids in the group. So I just pulled out my baseball cards, and I used to love the old Angels uniform with the with the California on it and the Angels down it with the little halo at the top. I said, I think I'll, I think I'll take this team right here. And that was when Rod Carew uh, was on the team, and then, of course, Reggie Jackson came, and then Wally Joyner came, and I was uh, that's, uh, that's yeah, still the deal for me. It's kind of like with the way I came about the, the, the Dolphins, but uh, people always ask me, how are you an Angels fan and a Dolphins fan? Like, yeah, and I was like, well, the one good thing about being in Kentucky, you don't have to have a team that's actually, yeah. you know, a Kentucky team. Right. And uh, that, so that's how I became an Angels fan, been an Angels fan for many years. We just can't get no pitching right now. You know, we we got the offensive power. We just got to get some pitching. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean, Shohei can't do it all. He can't do it all. He, you know, he's trying. Oh man, he I can't mean, pitch every day. Man, yeah. I, hey, I got I got to get up a GoFundMe or something to keep him after this year because I, I my <laughs> my bold prediction this year was that he gets traded before the end of the season. Oh, don't, so. don't do that to me, Sean. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want him to, but <laughs> I, you know, he's going to be a six hundred million dollar oh, baseball man. player. So. Oh, man. So you, so you touched on something a minute ago, and, 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 and we can get towards wrapping up here shortly. But you talked about Bart Risen being there 20 years. Yes. Uh, you talked about, um, you know, Coach K, Jim Beheim, Tom Izzo, they were all 40-plus year guys. Yeah. And then we have a guy like Coach O, uh, Ed Ogeron at LSU, two years after winning the national title, he's out. Gone. Gone. Gone are the days that people get double-digit years at a school. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and so that's – Collegiately, it's professionally, definitely, it's been that way for a long time. And collegiately, and it's coming down to the high school. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is that something that even your small rural schools are going to continue doing? Or, I mean, will we ever see a guy be at a place for 10 years? Well, you know, and, and, and here's the question. Do you want grandma's mac and cheese or do you want Ashley Muncy's hey, <laughs> microwave mac and cheese? You, you want grandma's. <laughs> Every day you want grandma's. And, and, you know, and that's the thing. And are you willing to – to, to be patient to get grandma's mac and cheese. You know, I always remembered, you know, those big family events and grandma's mac and cheese and that, that nice little burnt crust on the top. And you take that spoon down and that's what I wanted. Yeah, you fine. I just didn't that. want burnt mac and cheese in the microwave. You <laughs> right, know, it's right. just like. You want the crispy cheese part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, 
I, I think maybe we are gone, at least for now. You know, sometimes they think they say things go full circle sometimes, and you know, maybe we'll be back in bell bottom jeans and button fly collars again. I don't know, uh, but yeah, or, or, I don't know. And right now, I think we're in a you know quick quick hit society right now. Well, and you know, I asked that because we we mentioned that that Montgomery can't get over the Clark bubble in terms of girls basketball. Yeah, we all agree on this show that Dustin High is doing a great job, yeah, excellent job. But at some point, if we're not careful, yeah. this this culture that we've built, yeah. even though he's doing a great job mm-hmm. with the talent he has, yeah. is it going to continue to be enough? And, 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 you know, when you're talking about Dustin High and he's a personal friend of mine. And, you know, and he does and, a great job. He does a great job. And this is what I say, again, in my work life. He's created relationships with those, mm-hmm. those, those young ladies. They love him. You know, um, when Jenny Robinson – was the coach there? You could tell those players loved her. Yep. You know, and that spoke volumes because when players know you care about them, they would do virtually especially anything female for you. athletes. Yes, absolutely. And if anybody, if you've ever coached guys and you coach girls, you know there's a difference. There, there is a difference. You know, I could say something to get you guys pumped up, and you'll run through that wall. Say the same thing to a family they're like, now why should I be running through that wall? Right. You know, they're going to they're gonna ask questions. Right. You know, so you got to really understand they're taking in every word you said. Yeah. Guys, they just feel in the moment, you know. Right. Yeah. And so you got to make sure that, you know, you understand them and, and how you're treating them and what you're asking for them. Um, as long as you're being fair to everybody and you're being consistent with that message, you know, it's going to work out. And that's, that's the one thing I look for in coaches more than anything, you know, Goes far above X's and O's. You know what are you? You know what are the values you're instilling in them? Yeah. And that's the one thing I can say about definitely for the girls program here at Montgomery County over the years. You know uh, of the service element that it seems like the coaches get where they have them doing things in the community and giving back and understanding there's a yeah. bigger purpose out there right. other than the joy you bring to us. You know on Tuesday and Friday nights a lot of times uh, well, over the years. Well, and I mean real quick, Sean, I don't want anybody that's listening to think that I was knocking Dustin High no, at all. No, no, I think he's not. doing a great he's job. Doing, yeah, he's doing a great but, job. But with the culture that we've built in society, especially mm-hmm. sports coaches, you know, I hope that we look up yeah. in 15 years and Dustin High if, if is, still, wants to, is, still wants to do it and he's he's a, he's still there. Yeah. But you know, it just makes you wonder with the with the society we've built mm-hmm. and you know, it turns into a what have you done for me lately? Yeah. If 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 we will be able and it goes back to that that word you use and I liked it sustainability. Are yeah. are we going to let our coach be, be be sustainable because you know, yeah, we may not win all the games, yeah. but we're producing good Right. Quality people that have right values and right morals, and that starts with being being involved in a positive program. Absolutely, and I think that's you know th- that is the life lesson that's being learned here. Those are things that these kids are going to take with them far beyond their playing yeah. days, and, and I think that's what I always want to make sure. And that was the genesis of my of, of my yeah. of my rant is that yeah. let's put things in perspective here. Love your child. Want the best for your child. But then also understand the whole dynamic. Don't just look at right. it from one right. little small aspect that at the end of the day is going to be very insignificant in the bigger picture. Right. You know, I've seen many, many, many athletes walking the streets in Montgomery County and other places. It's like, wow, boy, they were an outstanding high school ball player. Yeah. But then, you know. Yeah. What, what else did they do in their life? We, we don't want to get to the be the mindset that you know that we can't maintain a coach 
and we're just going to churn them out because we're yeah. not happy. You know, sometimes sometimes it takes an effort. And, you know, with, with Coach Mays, it, it kind of looks like we're going to have to start a, a from-ground-up type deal. Yeah. But you also have to think about it. Look, I, this is me personally. I'll take losing in the regional finals every year yeah. over a 5-22 and 22 record. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least we're competing – and, and and getting to that point because yeah. there's a lot of schools that don't even make it to the regional tournament, yeah. let alone make it to the regional finals. Just like we learned in the movie Little Giants. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One time. Well, all it takes is one time down down uh, Cherry, Cherry Hill. Hill. That's all it takes it's is one a, time. A Little Giants reference has came hey. into this. Wow, I loved it. <laughs> We're going to start flapping our arms <laughs> you, you here. But you're right. I said just because I see somebody go down the street in a $100,000 car – you know, I don't have to have one, especially if I can't afford it. You know, right. you know, if, if only I can afford a thirty thousand dollar car, that's what I need to go get. Right. It's still going to get me where I need yeah. to, need to go. Yeah. You know, the hundred thousand dollar car, let something go wrong with it, and it's going to cost you that type of money to get it fixed. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And and so I think that's the way we need to be looking at at our yeah. sports culture, especially at the high school level, because again. How many of those kids are going to go on and do something yeah. grandiose in sports? Yeah, right. And, and, and you know, the local legend will live forever. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Much yeah. like the tenth region Hall of Famer. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's that's what I was going to say. And and and, and uh, you know, Ivan, as we as we wrap up here, man, we we uh, it was a pleasure getting to meet yeah. you for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've listened to you on the radio several times. Turned and, me uh, off a few times too, bro. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on and, yeah. and helping us and and uh, you know talking to us. Yeah, and uh, I we'd love to have you back on sometime. And, Any uh, time, man. Yeah. I, I I talk sports; it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and, we, and maybe we'll just uh, we'll bring you on one night and just we'll go through the regular podcast with you and just yeah. you know do that. And um, we can rag on the Dolphins uh, all uh, night long. Uh, hey, before, all right. before we get off here, I need to know each one of you's best wrestler, famous wrestler, or best wrestling name. Uh, that you have out there because I know you guys are big, big wrestling guys. Well, I mean, if you're talking like big stage, of course it's Ric Flair. Okay, Ric Flair's your guy. All because, right. I mean, he invented swag. Okay, I got you. Uh, but if we're talking regional wrestling, it's Tony the Muscle Martin. And wow. If we're regional, okay. I'm going Phantom. Phantom. Okay. Because Phantom, he's always in the shadows, he's always lurking. You never right. know where he's going to attack you. Could be at Shoney's in Elizabethtown. Could be somewhere up in Indiana. Right. You know. <laughs> but I'd say national, Stone Cold. Stone Cold oh, is yeah. the guy. All right, all right. Well, when I was a kid, it was the Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Uh, now, I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan. I don't even know yeah. who he is. Is that Dusty's boy? Dusty's boy. Okay, Dusty's baby boy. Because I was about to say, because when you said Ric Flair and his swag, I saw a video here recently, Magnum TA and Dusty Rhodes, and they had on their big fur coats. Dusty laid it down on Rick. I just gotta say, hey, have you seen that? I have seen that. He said, "I got on this three hundred thousand dollar coat, and it, it, it gave me goosebumps." I'm saying, "All American." That may that may have superseded any 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 of Rick Flair's, you know, holding these gators down. And I, I mean, because I was like, "Whoa!" And I sent that clip to my brother down in Nashville, and he was like, "Man, that got me right there. Took me back to our, our Saturday mornings in front of the TV, absolutely watching as." Uh, the championship wrestling and, and was eating our, our bowl of uh, Captain Crunch or whatever. 
That's why I would pick Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw, Hacksaw. Oh! <laughs> oh, I know, I know where you're going with that because you're going to say you're prime iron chick. He said he started watching wrestling with prime iron chick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But hey, the Iron Sheik was pretty good. The Iron Sheik was pretty good. He's he never been champion. prime though. Yeah, prime. You know, because I go back to you know the, the Meet Me in the Omni days of uh, Tony Atlas and 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 uh, Paul Warndorf and those guys. And of course, everybody you know who they they called me back in the day. If you think about it, Junkyard Dog. No, but I'd love to have been the Junkyard Dog. <laughs> Michael P.S. Hayes. No, because you're purely sexy. Hey, <laughs> what's my name? Ivan Koloff. That's what they the iron hey. The, the, the sickle. The iron sickle. They called me Ivan Koloff. The Russian yeah. bear. There you go. The Russian bear. There you go. That's what they always called me. So he was like, Ivan Koloff, get over here, you know. And when I was younger I used to give everybody a good headbutt and they you know, they, they couldn't right. stand it. I was you know, I had a few concussions. Definitely got that uh, that junkyard dog look. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. But I yeah, I I would walk into the rink like you know, the arena like, you know, the junkyard dog back in the day. <laughs> well, another one bites the dust. He could have pulled off the Coco Beware, too. Hey, there you go. Hey, I, I'll do the bird on you. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I had to get your all's take on the wrestling yeah. because, you know, I, you know, I'm an old school wrestler. I, you know, I, I'll probably make it up to about the, the Stone Cold era, and, and I don't keep up with it as much anymore. But, uh, yeah, the, the, those those are my childhood memories yeah. uh, of uh, well, listening to Lance, uh, Lance Russell and Lance Dave Lance Russell is and, one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> and those memories right there yeah. is what built this podcast. There you go. We started yeah. on the basis of, of wrestling, there you and, go. and that's what we talked about. So well, Every, Everything we do, Ivan, as you know, sports, wrestling, life is all built off emotion. Of there you so, go. So that's, that, that's kind of the take that we – anything we talk about, we try to, we try to just garner as much emotion. Yeah. And as Sean said, we're trying to win Montgomery County. Yeah. What's, what's the easiest way to, build Mo- or to, to win Montgomery County and build a fan base? Yeah. Get emotion. You get emotion there, there by bringing people like yourself on here well, that are emotional and passionate yeah. and love this county and love love the athletics. So yeah. we really appreciate you coming on. Well, talk I, to us I appreciate y'all having me and, and all the gains you all made with Coach Mays. You probably lost him this week on no. this episode. I've been as our guest, and they're excited. Yeah. So I appreciate it, guys. Though, and continued success, you guys, with this. Uh, uh, like I said, I've, I've listened to a couple of your your uh, podcasts and appreciate. What you guys are trying to trying to do here and, and trying to get your foothold uh, in this market. Uh, so, best of luck to you. So how did you like? I'll, I'll end on this. How did you like it when my daughter managed to name drop us on your show that morning? I, I liked it. You know, it's like, it was like it, it maybe embedded in there. Say, hey, now when you get in there, you got to drop this a couple times. You know, <laughs> Adam, said, forever the promoter. I, t- I told I, I told the guys. I said, well, hey, Caitlin's going to be on the show with Ivan Rawls, and he and Adam goes, well, she's got to mention the show. <laughs> There you go. And I told did. her, and she goes, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then when you ask her, what do you like to do in your free time? <laughs> there you go. Softball. Hey, you just threw it right got, it. got it. Got she it. Knocked it out of the park. Uh, she did a great job. Yeah. It was, yeah. it, it, it's always fun. I always tell people uh, what we try to do with Sports Extra, you know, is just to get to know the kids. You know, yeah, yeah we talk to the coaches a little bit and find out how the season's going, blah, blah, blah. But I want to know more about what those kids are thinking. Yeah. And, and, and it helps them. To be on a platform like that so they can speak, do some yeah. public speaking, I think that's going to help them yeah. in that next phase well, of their life. E- Emily Zink yeah. uh, just got signed Big with uh, with uh, uh, Asbury. One of the mm-hmm. best 
best players, people, best, best people. people. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, no and matter so, what the role she's on, yes. right? No right. matter what team. No, you're right. She's smiling. She's accepting and, and whatever yeah. it is. Her her mom her mom and dad are great people. Absolutely. Uh, he actually hired me at Kroger many many moons ago. Poor John. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, he. Uh, like we, it, she was one of our athletes of the week. Yes, yes, and, I saw that. Yeah, and he commented on there how much that meant to them, yes. and and we were like, that, that that's, that's that's why we do. That's that. the why it, it is, and I mean, that's I'll and that's you, what we're trying to do. I, I absolutely love it, and you know, like to see those kids, especially some of the kids that I've never gotten a chance to interact with much, you know, because with basketball and, and football, I'm around them a lot more. I get to know them a lot more, but then it's those other sports, you know, hit archery on, you know. Getting to meet some of those kids, yeah. you know, I'll have bass fishing in the coming uh, weeks. Yeah, getting to exciting. meet some of those kids that I don't normally get to see. And, and I forgot that just real quick when I was talking about the uh, uh, getting in, involved in other extracurricular activities and what we did at the at the festival this past weekend. Those kids that are involved in the 4-H culinary program. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was like watching a sporting event, right? You know, we did like the chopped thing where we uh-huh. gave them certain ingredients they had to incorporate. And to see those kids and to see how they researched the products that they were working with, giving you all the nutritional facts, I was like, wow, we need more kids. Involved. Now, I like to eat. Right. I love to cook. Right. That, what I saw out of those kids on Saturday was amazing. I think anybody that was there and saw it got it, too. I mean, yeah. it, that, that was like... That was like being at the MCHS Arena and watching a packed house. Watch watch those kids perform on that stage for yeah. 45 minutes. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, get, once again, um, Ivan, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I was a, That was a fast hour. You know, but, uh, <laughs> it, it went a lot quicker than me in traffic getting here. Right? <laughs> I was in traffic for yeah. about an hour, yeah. and it, it was a lot worse. I mean, well, trust, trust me. It was, it was definitely fun, and we definitely look forward to having you back on the show. And uh, – you know, guys, we hope you all enjoy this uh, Coach's Corner, and uh, it's something that's coming. We've got some big news coming down the road, and, uh, you know, just hang tight because it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.